Bro! Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the AFC North Today podcast. I'm your host, Steelers All Day, joined by my co-host, Browns Tailgate. Hello. Bengals Headline. Hello. Charm City Headline. Yo, yo, yo. And we got a special guest with us here today who actually runs AFC North Today with us. His name is Bengals Touchdown. Bengals, welcome. Hello. Uh, today we got four segments for y'all. The first segment we're going to be going over is biggest biggest surprise player from our team that we think will surprise us that we don't expect. Um, another player is the biggest player to prove this season. It can be from any team. doesn't have to be our team, just only in the AFC North. The other one is most underrated player. That as well can be from any AFC North team, just not ours. And then we're going to finish it off by talking about some training camp notes from our teams and uh, discuss them with y'all. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off. So for me, uh, biggest player to prove – I mean, not biggest player to prove. Biggest surprise player from the Steelers. Um, it's gonna. I'm going to take it as an interesting guy. I'm going to go with uh, Trey Turner. Um, you know, we signed him after uh, we released David DeCastro. Um, you know, I think people seem to forget that Trey Turner was a five-time Pro Bowler in five consecutive seasons when he was with uh, Carolina. The reason last year he didn't make the Pro Bowl was because of injuries. It was a groin injury, which, you know, made him play bad, and he just could not stay healthy last season with the Chargers. Uh, the Steelers, you know, picked him up on a one-year deal worth $3 million. Um, And to be honest with you, I like the signing, you know. Um, I think he's going to get back to his Pro Bowl form. You know, injuries just held the guy back. Um, he seems to be liking it in Pittsburgh so far, liking what the Steelers' offensive line is doing so far because of how young it is. He described it as a new era, which pretty much it is because every starter besides Chakuma Okorafor is gone. So uh, I think Trey Turner's going to surprise people and have a good season. So that's my player. Who wants to go uh, next? I'll go. All right, go. Okay. All right, so my biggest surprise player for this upcoming season would probably be, I think, Hollywood Brown. Um, the reason I say that is because Hollywood is a great receiver. He's just been used wrong. like, And that's been with our whole receiver core. Uh, obviously, we had David Culley last season. I've stated it multiple times in episodes. I hate him. Um mm-hmm. And so I think that with Keith Williams and T. Martin coming in and David Culley uh, going to the Texans, I think that that's going to help uh, Hollywood and our right, wide receiver core out a lot. And wide receiver – and Hollywood Brown's a guy that just – if he he has speed. If he can get in open field, nobody's catching him. He's yeah. John Ross, and, like basically. Yeah. I think Keith Williams and T. Martin are gonna great are gonna design some great pass plays for him, and they're really gonna use his speed to his advantage. Um, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, he, you know, he has a lot to prove. He knows that, and um, I'm excited to see, you know, what he can do this season. So, the player I think that will surprise us is Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, obviously. I'm going to bring this up. Had that insane last second touchdown catch against the Bengals. Uh, beautiful play, one of the best moments. And then after Odell went out, Hat stepped up his productivity, uh, had 14 receptions, 304 yards, two touchdowns, not a lot of uh, receptions and targets. So 304 is still really good for that amount. And I feel like he's going to, be, and I feel like it's going to be hard now that. Odell's back back to get him stuff, but I think he'll definitely step into uh, the wide receiver three sp- spot, get 500, maybe 600 yards, maybe even 700. Don't think that will happen because of how uh, really stacked our wide receiver core is. I don't feel like you have like five like great, great guys, but we have five guys who are very solid and can produce in their own right. And so I think Donald Peoples Jones will step into that third role and uh, surprise a lot of people. All right, so I have mine now. It's probably like I believe like Renault Ren, like the defensive tackle from Arizona State, three year pro. He's gonna surprise people if he's given the time, or maybe Joseph aside a rookie because we uh, got him in the third round. He's he was a steal for us. Yeah, for sure. I wanted him. I wanted him to follow our pick. I got sad after Jeremiah Carl, whatever his name is. <laughs> we got three steals. Yeah, um, but. Russell Renault Ren or um 
Joseph Osai, both like of course Ren Ren like came off it's coming off an injury. So Varen that he could like come out and break out this year. And then Joseph Osai just if given the time, he's gonna yeah. get like eight to ten sacks per year. This yeah. year? Not this year. <laughs> okay, good. But like if like, <laughs> yeah. force him into it, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. No, no. I mean it's yeah. It's good. Run around had like a nine point like something grade like when he got drafted and like yeah. so that's like that was a steal for us back when he got drafted so he could like surprise people if he's like stays healthy of course yeah all right Bengals because it's your, the Bengals who's your surprise pros- surprise player for the Bengals um my biggest surprise player probably have to be left tackle Jonah Williams. Um, last season was basically his rookie year as his actual rookie year. He got hurt. And um, I think he has a lot to prove. And I believe last season he only let up three sacks. And as um, this is kind of his rookie year last season, three sacks isn't bad for a so-called rookie So I have left tackle Jonah Williams going to have a big – Gonna have a big season and have a great one. So, yeah. All right, that's fair. All yeah. Jonah Williams, yeah, three sacks last year. That's yeah, pretty good. Cause guess, didn't or... like his rookie year. Didn't he get hurt like in training camp or something? Yeah, it was. Did he? Yeah, he didn't play a snap. Yeah, I know he, he didn't. Play didn't... Yeah, I know he didn't play at sure. all. Um. All right. So the next next uh segment we have is uh biggest player to prove. Um, for me. I'm going to keep it with the Steelers. I know we can go with other teams, but I'm going to keep it with the Steelers because I think it's an interesting guy. Uh, it's Chakuma Okorafor. Um, I just recently brought him up. He is the left tackle for us currently. Um, last year when uh, Zach Banner, our starting right tackle, got hurt, uh, Chakuma Okorafor had to come in and play. And uh, let me just say, I don't think that dude knows how to play offensive line. I'm just going to be real with you. So he's um, some Bobby Hart somehow. <laughs> Uh, honestly, he's in the talking, but um, okay. he's just a below average tackle. I mean, when I watch this guy, whenever like Ben would get pressure, it would always come from a core force side. And I'm just like, bro, like, can you block our quarterback? And um, what's it called? Don't think a core four knows what the definition of that is. Um, He's what's it called? Entering the last year of his contract. Um, So he definitely wants to needs to prove if uh, what's it called? He's worth a, a starting spot. So he can get paid or resigned. Um, I think what's it called? He'll. I think he could be better because you know what's it called? During his first two years with us, he didn't really play that much. So uh, maybe you know an experience could be a problem there. But hopefully this year, you know, he learned from that and can become better because uh, the starting left tackle spot is all his at this point. And you know, I really don't trust a fourth round rookie to go in right away and make an impact. So uh, Chakuma, for the love of God, just please be good. That's all I ask. Um, so that's my biggest player to prove because if uh, he doesn't prove, uh, Ben's gonna die. Oh, just kidding, just kidding. I was thinking it too. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute, how is Bobby Hart better than him according to PFF? I'm so confused. Yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know he's bad. Um, is that a PFF grade or what? That's a PFF grade. Bobby Hart. I don't take PFF grades are not reliable whatsoever. That Nor do I. Their grades are not reliable. I don't trust That's them. Like, I agree. Bobby right, so Hart has a 66.3. And then no I can go. That's like a 57. Yeah. All right, go. go ahead. Yeah. All right, so my player with the most approved, I said it last segment. I'll say it this time too. Hollywood Brown. The reason I say this is because Hollywood is coming in, I believe his, like, his contract year soon, and the Next Ravens year, have – yeah, the Ravens are very soon. I feel like in the next five years, we're going to be like a top five team. And Hollywood Brown, he's going to have to start showing that he can do something. I think he can, but we're going to have to see that actually on the field. Um, And, you know, I mean, I think he will do it. But I think to prove to our coaches and our front office and our organization as a whole that he is, you know, he can be with us for – a long time. I think that this is his season to really show us that. And, um, you know, the past few seasons, we've been saying, oh, this is a breakout season. This is a season where he's going to show his true potential. And he hasn't done that. I don't think it's been exactly his fault. But then again, he has to show to us that he can actually, like, you know, he has mm-hmm. to show what his full potential is. 
Yeah. Look, he Hopefully did it at Oklahoma. <laughs> Baker. All right. So uh, I'll go. No, okay. you're going next. You go. Okay. You go. You go. You go. Since you, you went for me. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, I can say uh, Baker Mayfield, his contract will either resign this year or next year, and he needs to prove he's worth that money. I could also say Odell Beckham Jr. needs to prove he's also a uh, top wide receiver, top wide receiver, and deserves, and, you know, just proves he's top, especially after the injury. But I'm actually going to say not a Browns player. I'm going to say Juju Smith-Schuster. And obviously, we oh know 20... 20- oh, my God. Here we go. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> hey. Let's go. 20- <laughs> Maybe. 2017, 2017, he had, 2017, he had almost 1,000 yards in his rookie season. 2018, had 1,500 yards with Antonio Brown. Then when Antonio Brown left in 12 games, he had 550 550 yards, which isn't a produ- productivity of a. Um, Are you talking about the 2019 season? Yes, 2019. Only well, played 12 games. But still, we had Jason Rudolph as our quarterback. I know, I know. But then he plays th- four more games and gets 300 more yards. And that's not something that someone who can get 14,000 yards. <sighs> 1,400, not 14,000, if anyone can get 14,000 yards, that'd be incredible. 1,400 yards should have gotten. And I do think I do mark you down if you cannot be a number one wide receiver for a team. And he has proved he cannot be. And so far, after without Antonio Brown, he has proved he cannot be with him. Now he needs to prove that he can be. He needs to focus on football more, not dance on other teams' logos. Because yes, sir. Because when you <laughs> do like, it again, Von Bell, like if you are dancing on your own logo, sure. But when you dance on someone else's logo, some that people take pride in their logo. Like that's a city statement. Like when a sports team comes to a city, the, that logo and everything about it becomes part of that city and just going and disrespecting it. You can't do that. And it's going to piss off other players, other people on the other team. Okay. And Von Bell made that right. Uh, so I think, I think he can prove he can be a number one, but I don't think he will. But I think he definitely needs to prove he can be a number one and definitely get a thousand yards next year and can prove just, that 2018 season was in a fluke. Can I just say yeah. something real quick before Bengals, one of you guys go? Can I just say something? Yeah, all right. Yeah. All, right. all right. Now, look, I agree with you 100% on what you just said. I don't think Juju is a number one guy. I 100% agree there, and I'm on board with that. I think he's more of a slot guy. Which is why I think, uh, what's it called? I really don't think of Juju as like a number one guy anymore. I think of mm-hmm. that as more like of Claypool because of his size and yeah. his, uh, de- uh, because of his uh, downfield threat ability. Um, obviously, Juju didn't have a 1,000-yard season, but I think people forget that. You know, it wasn't a bad season regardless. I mean, sure, you know, all that dancing and TikTok stuff, you know. Yeah. Off I, so much. I mean, I... I it I did. agree with that. I but definitely like people people forget like that. He still can be a solid, reliable option even if he's not a number one player. Like mm-hmm. I do agree with that, and I do think I do like Claypool's skill set, and don't like his attitude off the field, especially after he lost to the Browns game, saying Browns mm-hmm. are going to get clapped. Yeah, that, uh, but I do. If Claypool was on the Browns, I'd love him. I love his skill set, especially the game against Philadelphia. I was so happy that game that I was on the edge of my seat. He was definitely he can't, and I don't think even if Juju can prove he be will be a number one receiver this year, I think next year Claypool will probably be a near or Pro Bowl selection. But I think he's still. I think right now in their career, he's still better than Claypool, and needs to prove that he can be the dude who's getting all who's getting even the targets even though he is more of a slot guy just yeah he showed he can do it he showed he can get fourteen thousand yards but now he needs to show he can get at least a thousand that shouldn't be too hard mm-hmm. yeah, fun yeah. fact Juju got 157 yards that playoff game so yeah, kind of didn't matter and, though browns yeah, were playing prevent stop. defense the whole entire yeah. time if we did not play prevent <laughs> defense claypool would have like seven touchdowns mm-hmm. yeah all right, uh, which one of the <laughs> yeah. which one of the Bengal fans wants to go? All right, I'll go first, I guess. Um, so, anyways, uh, the person who has to um, like really prove to us, or uh, let's see. Just Joe Burrow, maybe? 
Not really, because he's like already proved himself. Yeah. Like he he did a really good year until he got hurt. He was... didn't have a deep ball. Didn't complete one pass over thirty yards. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he was like pressured a lot. But yeah. Now he can't. Let, let's see. Let's we'll see what happens. He'd be able to have enough time on certain mm-hmm. plays now. But yeah, definitely Drew Sample. Like he's awful. Like once like you like he's good at blocking, but then once he gets to catching, it's like mediocre at best. Feels like. What I've read. Uh, Chidobia Woozy has to prove himself, like, because he kind of got burned a lot last year, I've heard from Cowboy stance, but he was good, so people liked him. Um, Eli Apple has to prove himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> like, if he, like, wants to, like, Trey Wayne's also, because we signed him to a three year, like, you big time deal. Him. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We, we paid him. And, <laughs> Hopefully he can prove himself like as a good like cornerback. Maybe Trey Hendricks. Trey Hendrickson. I mean Hendrickson. Yeah. Yeah, he also has to prove himself because he he had like he that had one really contract. good year, and like we may we might have overpaid. He got for a him. big yeah. But he got a big contract. I was sad when we didn't get him. Hopefully not. Hopefully he, he even saw well. my story. Mm-hmm. Me and a couple other Browns pages tried to get him convincing. Then two minutes later, he signed with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get Rashawn, Rashawn Slater to join us. Like, just like look, he hasn't signed with the Chargers at all. So, yeah. yes, he will not sign with the team that drafted him. Zach Wilson type be right now. Yeah, that's the so. Drew Sample's your guy. Not uh, Drew Sample. Yeah, and other guys. Uh, Trey Wayne's, I'm uh, Drew Sample, Trey Wayne's, Trey Hendrickson. Those are my and uh, okay. Jadobio Woozy. Those are yeah. those are good players, honestly. Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and continue now. Uh, with moving on to our third segment now, most underrated player. Um, the guy I'm gonna say with uh, Bengals headline knows him very well. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> go with Stefan Tuit. Um, I mean, all right. Sorry, this stupid scammer keeps texting me, but um. So oh, basically, like basically, okay. uh, Stefan to it, you know, I don't think the dude gets that much credit for what he does because he's been in the league since uh, 2014. He's been quite productive and quite underrated. Uh, this past he says season, what he says. this past season, he's uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, you make them up, okay? Don't try to don't try to BS us. So <laughs> no, they're they're real. They're yeah, real. totally. <laughs> um, so what's it called? Uh, he put up. He was coming off of a torn pec that he uh suffered in uh 2019 before that it looked like he was gonna have a career year but unfortunately a torn pec uh came to him and uh, he had to miss the whole season had to miss the whole season unfortunately yeah he was actually he was what's it called he got like two sacks on russell wilson week two uh didn't have anything against brady but uh week three he like bought out and like was stuffing every run even got i think two sacks on garoppolo as well but then got hurt against the chargers and yeah so um, the reason why I say Stefan to it is because one NFL insider even said that he believes – now, I'm not saying this is true, okay? Don't get me wrong. I am not saying this is true by any means. But one NFL insider even said that he was better than Aaron Donald. <laughs> I believe that – look, trust me. I don't believe that one bit, okay? I, I think Donald is obviously better than it. But I just think it's good to see that people are giving to it some credit because yeah. who doesn't get it that much? So for my underrated player, I'm gonna go with Stefan Tuit. Now before you snowflakes you. come after me, I am not saying that Don that Tuit is better. I know, than I know, I know. I'm just I know. saying that. I'm I know. not calling you guys snowflakes. I'm just you know. I know. No one yeah. said. No oh, one said right, you said that. that I just thought I just it was funny that, that someone said it. But if anyone th- thinks that. Honestly, thinks that Tuit is better than Donald. Please check up on yourself. Please and and there is not one player in the NFL on defense better than Aaron Donald. He's the second best defender of all time, behind Lawrence Taylor. Shouldn't be a debate. And yes, okay. So who wants to go next? An NFL executive said this. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh. Look, trust me. I know it's Cap. Like, I believe me. Like, he's not better than Donald, but I'm just glad that he's getting some credit. Yeah. All right, so, okay. Charm, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. All right, go. All right, so, what are we on? Most underrated player? Um, yeah. I go with Chuck Clark. Now, a lot of you probably have no clue who this guy is. That's me. Need to. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. <laughs> 
Anyways. Edge of safety. I remember looking at a graphic. Yeah. Uh, didn't he get an interception against the Bengals, too? His one interception? <laughs> Let me see. I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, he got a sack. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, wasn't he the dude no, that yeah, ran into the post? Brandon. It was off Brandon Allen. What? <laughs> wasn't he the dude that ran into the post after Baker's throw? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that. So, uh, yeah, anyways, Chuck is – um, he's not the most, like, flashiest or, like, electric player on the field. But he is a very smart player. He is a leader for our team. Um, he's very—he's one of the players on our team that's very well respected. And I think that you know, playing in the NFL isn't just about how you play, but it's about—I feel like the effect you leave on other players, especially rookies. And I think Chuck, being a leader for our team, and with you know how good of a you know guy he is our, for our locker room, I think that he doesn't only make himself better, but he makes uh, the other players around him better, which honestly, like, if you do that, you don't need to, you know, be the best player on the field. Um, and so I really like Chuck. Um, he's actually younger than I thought. He's only like 26, which was, which kind of shocked me. He probably um, took years after him after the yeah. post. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's 26. Yep. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he's going to do for us. Um, and yeah, that's my most underrated player. All right. All right, I'll go next. Um, this is pretty obvious. Um, well, this is actually NFL-wise, but Tyler Boyd, um, best slot receiver in the game, two 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And yeah, he's going to get 1,000 yards again this year. Just a bold <laughs> prediction. Three 1,000-yard yeah. receiving. Yeah, he I is, like definitely. For our teams. He is definitely underrated. Yeah, I like Tyler He's more, Lord a lot. Like, okay, let's rank these. DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd. Rank them in the most underrated to the least underrated. So. Least underrated would have to be Lockett, maybe. Yeah, Lockett for sure. Yeah, DJ Moore, is, DJ Moore is criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like, why is he even like not talking? Yeah. I'm yeah, so and Tyler Boyd is, I think, most underrated. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. For me right, personally, Browns, more Boyd. Okay, so I could say, definitely, I could have said Donovan Peoples Jones, maybe even Baker Mayfield, but I'm gonna go with uh, maybe even Nick Chubb should definitely be rated, should be a consensus top three and comparable to Henry, but isn't. But my player, I would say, is uh, Denzel Ward. He's sometimes even gets left out of the top ten. Shouldn't get left out of the top five. Last year, he did not allow a single 100 yards game. Did not allow 100 yards to any receiver with battling injuries. One game, he even allowed negative five yards, which I don't know how that's possible. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. News. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. So definitely underrated. Should be top five, maybe even top three. Should should be consensus. Should. It's fair with Marlon Humphrey saying Marlon's better, but I think it, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Ward is better than Marlon Humphrey. And yes, he does have injury problems, which if he does get injured again, the Browns may not be able to, may not sign him next year because if you don't get injured, then that's fair. If you get injured all the time, it doesn't matter how good you are. It's very sad. Yeah, he should touch us. No. Yes. No, not like <laughs> Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden, I hated when he signed with the uh, Steelers. Mm. One of my favorite players. Hayden was a beast. I remember. Yeah, he, he still is, up. honestly. Mm-hmm. All right, like, so... I, like I liked him, but then he had like that low catch area, and I was like, "Gosh dang it, why did I use you?" But then, like Madden's so... like cornerbacks. Fun fact: I... Joe Hayden's first interception as a Steeler came against Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's not that impressive considering. I was Dalton. gonna say there was a time when I think Dalton was at least somewhat good, but these days that's not. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, Just remember, I just, fourth I just and twelve, love rubbing it in Bengals fans. But remember, fourth and twelve, boy touchdown. Ravens don't make the playoffs. I'm not oh, a Ravens. Shut up, Bengals. Just me. remember that charm. Just remember that. That's the one victory you guys have over us <laughs> in a while. Yeah. Didn't they beat the you guys one. in 2018 too, Charm? What do you mean? 
they beat you. Like, I swear, I saw that the Ravens lost to the Bengals in 2018, week two. Let me look this up. They might have. I don't know. In Cincinnati, though. I know it wasn't. Yep, it was a 2 no. It was a big old sweep. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it affected us all that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good our team just. All right. So, that uh, we would love to hear Bengals TD's uh, thoughts on what he think is the most underrated player. But, unfortunately. He's having uh, connection yeah. issues. Yeah, he's having connection issues. So, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to move on. Uh, we're going to go with our last segment, which is uh, going to be training camp notes. Because, uh, as most of you know, uh, training camp is underway. So, um, a few notes about the Steelers um, as they <laughs> opened up as their first time in pads today. Um, what's it called? We had two injuries today. Uh, Anthony Coyle, he's really a practice squad guy, though. Doesn't affect us all too much. But, you know, I hope the guy gets better and recovers fine. Because apparently, you know, a lot of people were surrounding him. So uh, hopefully he gets better and, you know, can be back on the field soon. But another injury that kind of hurts us is uh, Eric Ebron. Uh, he left practice today with an elbow injury. I don't know how serious it is. I haven't heard reports on it lately. Haven't heard reports on it recently, as of right now. But apparently, he was feeling discomfort after this one play. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes with the upcoming weeks. Um, another, what's it called? Another few notes is that uh, Najee Harris is apparently looking great this year, looking great in uh, camp so far. He did uh, struggle like early on in this one drill, but uh, he did look a lot better uh, as you know the drill went on. Um, you know. The offensive line, I watched this one clip of uh, Najee running past uh, these couple defenders, and the offensive line didn't look bad at all. Uh, but rookies... now you're going to face everyone else. And Once it comes to the regular season. Yeah, but it's same. good to see that they're making progress, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Even the so guy Ken... that you call trash? Oh, uh, yeah, very funny. Um, <laughs> Kendrick Green, uh, rookie center out of Illinois, apparently you know, he was taking first-team reps and uh, – Made all the calls and uh, was doing good, apparently. He did fumble one snap, though, unfortunately. But, again, it's just one play, you know. Obviously, learn from it, come become better. And, uh, yeah, you know, nothing really significant. Oh, no, one more thing, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Pat Freermuth, our second-round pick at uh, Penn State, the tight end, is also looking really good as well. He seems to be catching everything thrown his way. He made an impressive toe-tap catch in the end zone, which I love because I actually liked Freermuth coming out of college. I was kind of shocked we drafted him because I didn't think we would, but uh, it happened, and uh, apparently he's uh, craving into a big role. So uh, that's some Steeler notes. So uh, good. So a lot of good positives one to yeah. look on to. All right. Oh. Oh, Chan, you go. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, so obviously we all know Lamar Jackson and um, Gus Edwards were out for today. They both um, officially tested positive for COVID-19, so obviously – they will not be playing. They will not be in training camp for the next like nine to ten days, something like that. We also had Anthony Averett, who did not practice today. I believe it's because he didn't pass a conditioning test. I think. And then um, we also had Nick Boyle. These are just guys I can think off the top of my head. Uh, Nick Boyle is not going to be practicing for a little bit. I'm not sure how long, because of obviously he had a season-ending injury last season, and so he recently. I read that he recently had some uh, cleanup surgery for it. So. When he's going to come back, that is unknown. But mm-hmm. um, getting right into the notes, uh, Trace McSorley was filling in for starting quarterback Lamar Jackson and had one of his best practices. Um, I heard that Huntley. <laughs> I heard that. Um, I heard that uh, Huntley also had a pretty good practice as well. I think that those guys are, you know, they're obviously competing for the um, QB two spot. Uh, you know, the backup spot right behind Lamar. And I think that with Lamar being out for the next, like, 10 days or so, they are really going to use every single rep that they get, every single mm-hmm. snap that they get to their advantage to try and get into that um, first back spot. Uh, Marquise Brown made two impressive downfield catches, and I'm uh, pretty sure he made uh, two touchdown catches. That's really good to see the first day. Mm-hmm. Pretty strong performance from him. Uh, the new center, or he transitioned to center. Uh, Bradley Bozeman had a couple of bad snaps. He threw his glove after the last one. I actually heard they had three. He had two that went over Trace McSorley's head, I think, and one that uh, McSorley was able to save. This is something that I think a lot of Ravens fans will be concerned about because, obviously, last season uh, we had Matt Skura starting at the center position. He wasn't really that good. And so we've been not desperate, but we've been needing a good center. 
think that this is really anything to um be you know to think badly of it's you know Bozeman is making a transition and we just got to kind of let you know he's going to make mistakes but it's how he learns and um I hope he does you know transition to it well uh Marquise Brown James Prochet and J.K. Dobbins stood out in the passing game that's really good especially for um Prochet that's really good for all three of them because Dobbins isn't really he wasn't really that involved in the passing game last season when he was he wasn't really able to catch the ball Prochet has great hands and great speed so that's good to see from him and obviously it's great to see from Marquise Brown as well uh rookie DB Brandon Stevens are in praise that's great to see because not a lot of fans knew what to think about him uh the interior pass rush is more effective than the edge pass rush that's something that I hope the edge pass rush can develop or else we're gonna have to sign a guy like Justin Houston off free agency uh, new Ravens tight end Josh Oliver made an acrobatic catch. That's something that I really like to see. A lot of fans didn't really know what to think about him when we traded for him, but um, I hope that he does get the uh, third tight end spot on our team. Chris Westry had a strong day of practice. Don't really know about him. I think he's a DB, but um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him play this year. Uh, rookie DB Sean Wade struggled on the outside. That's kind of expected. He hasn't really been that good of an outside corner. He's always been more of a slot cornerback. And then um, the last note that I have is the Ravens worked under center for a portion of the day. Those are all my notes. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. Wait, I'll... I still got a question before you go, whoever will go next. Charm, what's up with uh, like Lamar's extension talks and all that stuff? So right now I actually – so I saw on somebody else's story. I think it's like Ravens Media or something like that. I don't know. I have to check. Um, but – yeah, so a lot of people were saying that, like, the Ravens are going to take advantage of him or they're going to give him a deal yeah, that's going to be – they're, they're going to give him a deal that's more beneficial for the Ravens than it will be Lamar. I mean, I think – I heard that, like, Lamar, if he were to hire an agent, they would get, like, millions of dollars or they would get, like, a certain, like, cut of the money that Lamar would get. So I think Lamar just doesn't really want to pay that or deal with that. So I think that's why he's not signing agent. Plus, I'm pretty sure – Obviously, Tom is like an like an advisor or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm uncertain myself. I'm just you know uh, telling you guys what I've seen, what I've read. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, the Ravens value Lamar greatly. I don't oh, think yeah, we're gonna. Sure, I'd imagine. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna take you know advantage of the fact that he doesn't have an agent or anything like that. Um, no. I'm just hoping the whole situation you know gets resolved soon. And. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, both sides can come to an agreement on a deal that is beneficial equally for both sides. Yeah, yeah I think y'all will. All right, so yeah. who wants to go? I'll, I'll go. I'll uh, go. Okay. Are you? All right. I'll All go. right. Uh, so, rookie Tony Field was sidelined with another foot injury today. Uh, then one of the big news is from training camp was Greedy Williams walked out of training camp with a trainer, assumed with an injury, though he later tweeted – uh, quotes. Uh, trainers just said I look suspicious, so they pulled me. Lol, I feel great and excited to be back out there. So, pro- seems like nothing's big with him. Uh, Miles Garrett s- still thinking about Defensive Player of the Year, but he is more focused on leading and working to get the Browns where they want to go, which is here. Uh, Jarvis Landry admits that twenty that last year's year twenty. 2020 was uh, his toughest year coming off of hip surgery and just really battling through injuries, not having always constantly being injured while playing. And but he missed one game, and that's because he wasn't allowed to play uh, COVID. And then also said that this is the best roster he's ever been on, which seems true. And then uh, Kevin Stefanski said uh, Jeremiah Wosu Kormoa, who uh, is on the COVID reserve list because he has gotten COVID, is keeping up with meetings and is keeping up with meetings virtually and wouldn't say if he'll miss 10 days for the unvaccinated po- positive. So still no timetable when he should return, but that's really everything that happened. And yeah. All right. All right. So the Bengals, let's see. We, we started off today with Larry Ogunjobi getting on the active slash physically unable to perform list. Yay. Oh, Ogunjobi, no. I love yeah. him. So fun. Um, but the reason being, it's like, according to Zach, it's like it's something with the, his hamstring. It's going to be day, they're gonna oh. monitor it day to day. 
So hopefully it's not serious, but <laughs> if it is, just great. What a painful way to start the season. Uh, let's see what else. Mixon's an 88 in Madden, even though Madden is doo-doo. <laughs> Very doo-doo. Um, Auden contested catch on uh, our uh, one of our safeties that we signed this year, Ricardo Allen, and on 11-11 uh, drill. Uh, Joe Burrow was perfect for seven on seven, uh, seven on seven period. There was a catch that was ruled incomplete by Jamar Chase, but it was later ruled um, as a catch. Jordan Evans almost intercepted Joe Burrow today when Joe was looking for Stanley Morgan, who was rolling left. Evan rookie Evan McPherson was six for six today with a long of forty eight. So to, and tomorrow Cyber is taking over, so we'll see what happens with that. But we better not do a Jake Elliott with him. <laughs> McPherson, I mean. Uh, Burrow says that his knee is a hundred percent, which is good to hear because I, like when he when he tore his ACL, you thought oh he won't be back until like maybe like week he might be gone for like mm-hmm. until like the midway season maybe maybe you never know. Um, he states also that the goal was to, is to win a lot of games, and they're, they're, we're expecting, as he says, to make the playoffs and make a run. That's his goal. Uh, so, and also he says his goal is trying to play the preseason, even if like he isn't like like he won't he must play the preseason like at least like and get hit like at least once or twice just so he can get like prepared for the season because you don't want to go in and like be blinded yeah. and like get hit like and it's like oh i got hit like and that's like like you have yeah. like no like realization from it like after not playing football for like almost less than a year but that's like not football according to him like if you don't get hit you're that's not football at all um, oh, and yeah, he's excited sure. to see, he's excited to see the fans this year like because he hasn't seen them since the national championship last year he saw oh, yeah? briefly, but not really like a lot um, he's hoping to play the way he did before, like coming off that injury, and he he just is ready to play. So that's good. Yeah, and so he wanted to. He was like a, like given like a chance to either like do rehab for two more weeks or play with the receivers today, and so he chose to play with the receivers. So chemistry is going to be a really big thing that that he's been like doing like during the off season. Like he's already worked with CJ Zama, Jamar Chase, obviously. Like he's trying to build that chemistry up. Yeah, that's good. That's his buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamar may be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can put Jamar anywhere, basically. You can put him in the slot. You can put him in the, the backfield. You can put him anywhere. He's going to dominate. Yeah. According yeah. to this tape. So, yeah. We're trying to get I, Austin Reader. I hope we get Austin Reader. Yeah, I saw that like you, uh, y'all met with him. Mm hmm. He's meeting with the Texans out tomorrow. So, if he signs with the Texans, oh my God, why? <laughs> you have Deshaun. Yeah, you have Deshaun Watson, but come on. That team. Oh my. All right. That um, team is doo doo. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're just gonna be adding on a couple of uh, training camp notes from our teams today. Um, uh, from our teams today and the previous day, which was yesterday. Um, so I'll go ahead and start off with some Steeler notes. Um. I think a most notable. Like, say that again. TJ Watt to the Bengals just. Yeah, no, that's announced. not gonna happen. Um, hey, it's been announced. Yeah, speaking of uh, TJ Watt, that's actually the first thing I was gonna bring up. TJ Watt apparently has not been practicing the last couple of days. Um, apparently it may be an injury. I'm not too sure to be honest with you. Many people are saying it's gonna be a contract issues. I don't think that's the case because. <laughs> Literally, in an interview that TJ Watt was in not too long ago, he was asked about his, you know, potential contracts extension, if he was going to hold out and stuff like that. And he literally said that, you know, he loved the team and he wasn't planning to, you know, like hang, like hold out and like not cause any frustrations that, you know, he loved the players, the teammates, the coaching and all that. So I don't think uh, coach, I don't think uh, his whole contract status is this reason as to why he's holding out. I think maybe it's because, um, in, they have a minor injury he could be having that uh, he doesn't want to risk playing and he could potentially become a major injury, which could possibly be the case. I honestly am not too sure on that, 
But uh, we just got to wait and see the next couple of days to see, like, what his situation is. But I'm pretty sure, you know, it's not a contract situation. We don't have to freak out about that. Um, so another note that I'd like to add is uh, quarterback Dwayne Haskins uh, on a couple of seven-on-seven seven drills. He's also been doing really good, completing passes in the back of the end zone, scoring touchdowns, handling the ball well, not turning it over, completing accurate passes, making smart decisions. And um, I honestly really like to hear that from a guy like Haskins because, you know, Haskins is already being labeled as a bust and, you know, is really close to being out of the league anytime soon if he screws up his opportunity here. Um, you know, I really like Dwayne Haskins coming out of Ohio State. Um, I really think the dude can be our future quarterback because, you know, we have the right coaching for him, the right weapons, and just just overall a better environment for him than what was in Washington. And if you remember, head coach Ron Rivera even said that he didn't put enough uh, competition for Haskins. He even admitted that himself. So um, I think, you know, Haskins is going to really benefit from learning behind Tomlin and Ben for a year. Uh, the only time I see Haskins coming in is if, you know, Ben gets hurt, obviously. And if the Steelers have like a playoff spot locked up, then Haskins could potentially start a game. But knowing the Steelers schedule this year, I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, I really like to see Haskins is doing well and stuff. And also my uh, last note I'm going to say is uh, Najee Harris. Um, He's also been doing really good, too. He's also been showing his receiving ability as a running back, which I don't think is what people talk about enough. He was also used as a receiving back in uh, Alabama. Um, you know, if you remember back in a uh, couple years ago, he lost uh, Patrick Queen in the end zone. That was amazing to see. Hopefully he can do that again this year. Um, also, he's been doing well against uh, Devin Bush, who he's been going up against a lot in camp recently. Tomlin even foreshadowed that a couple weeks ago, and here we are. And um, I'm just glad to see that Najee is not only being used as just a running back, but he's also being used as receiving back because that could really help our passing game out a lot more. So um, I think that's all the Steeler notes I got from y'all. Um, yeah, I'll turn it over to whoever wants to go. Oh, okay. So uh, Anthony Walker, John Johnson, Anthony Walker is going to call plays for the defense this year. Uh, another thing is players yesterday, like Odell Beckham Jr. and players who had a surgery were not practicing. That was by design from Kevin Stefanski. Big news that came out today was um, that 90% of our players are have at least one shot vaccinated. And obviously, by rule, the whole uh, staff is vaccinated. The whole staff needs whole tier one staff needs to be vaccinated. Uh, Andrew Barry commenting on Odell Beckham Jr. said Odell honestly is like a freak of nature sometimes. No surprise there. Yeah, Ronnie Harrison walked into the field house with the trainer. Nothing new on him. And then uh, Denzel Ward has added about seven to five pounds, which if he can stay the same speed is really impressive. And yeah, that's about it. All right, awesome. Uh, Ravens or Bengals, you want to go? I'll go. All right, go ahead. So um, my first set of notes, I got uh, wide receiver James Pershaw. I had a great day. I practiced with three touchdowns, two in full team, and there was one in split, 7-7. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Moore had the biggest play of the day with a 70-yard touchdown reception against double coverage. Uh, Marquise Brown left the field for precautionary reasons because of a muscle issue about 45 minutes into practice and didn't return, although uh, head coach John Harbaugh isn't too concerned about it. Uh, rookie pass rushers uh, Odafe Away and Dalen Hayes had good days of practice. Uh, Chris Westry, one of our cornerbacks, I'm pretty sure that is, uh, had a good day of practice. Um, Odafe Away beat Alejandro Villanueva in one-on-one duels with a sweet spin. And Hayes did the same to rookie Foster Sorrell. Uh, Bateman has looked good in drills. Ravens pass game specialist Keith Williams seems happy with him. Uh, Bateman doesn't get many targets, though. Cornerback Marcus Peters missed practice because of a toenail, toenail issue. Harbaugh said he only should miss a day or two. And um, Harbaugh said there's no update on the Mark's uh, status with COVID and doesn't anticipate one. Uh, barring unforeseen development, Lamar isn't expected to practice until late next week. Uh, rookie Brandon Stevens took snaps along Geno Stone at safety. Uh, cornerback Marlon Humphrey dropped a flat route and ball will drop an interception. 
Trace McSorley struggled consistently while Tyler Huntley had a really good day of practice. I got um, cornerback Marcus Peters. This is today. Cornerback Marcus Peters is back at practice today mm-hmm. dealing with the tonal injury, so that's really good to hear. Uh, that's nothing serious. Uh, cornerback Anthony Everett is back at practice today after, two mi- mm-hmm. after missing the first two days of practice because of not passing a conditioning test, which he has not passed. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Brown wasn't practicing today with the leg injury. I'm assuming that's the muscle issue he had yesterday. Um, offensive lineman Ben Breeson, uh and defensive lineman Derek Wolf and Brandon Williams are some of the 10 Ravens not practicing today, although it could just be a vet day for some guys. Uh, Ravens pass game specialist Keith Williams had the running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers together, and they have been working on sinking their hips and catching the ball out of breaks. Wide receiver Miles Boykin had a nice touchdown catch on quarterback Marcus Peters from quarterback uh, Kenji Bahar. Peters also grabbed him and, did, and a defensive pass interference was called. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews was able to beat uh, linebacker Patrick Queen up the seam for a touchdown on, on a beautiful throw from McSorley. McSorley also threw a touchdown to Sammy Watkins over Peters the play before that. Cornerback uh, Nigel Warrior wrestled away an interception on a 50-50 ball and then spiked the ball. Sean Wade had a beautiful recovery uh, pass breakup in the back corner. Sean Wade looked pretty good on the ba- on day three and was on boundary assignments a lot. Uh, Rich- this is a pretty shocking one. Uh, rookie Rashad Bateman had a great day against cornerback Marlon Humphrey going over Humphrey on, to, on a fade from McSorley for his first touchdown as a Raven. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews ran over to chest bump, uh, but Marlon Humphrey was not too happy about it. Uh, Humphrey then went over to an iPad to watch it for about five to ten minutes. Boy, uh, wide receiver Miles Boykin made a big play in the two-minute drill. Nigel Warrior played a lot of outside corner. Sammy Watkins caught a, in quotation, whole shot uh, TD on a corner route. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman was able to use a few nice moves to get around quarterback Marcus Peters. Uh, Ravens wide receiver Sammy Watkins got high praise from offensive coordinator Greg Roman, saying that Watkins is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and that Watkins is a great player and a great person. So with all that being said, those are my notes. All right, interesting. Bengals to cap it off. Fun. All right, so day two, let's let's figure this out. Um, It was 100 minutes and 95-degree weather. Uh, Austin Seibert was 0 for – well, Four for six on kicking, so that's a good thing, but not a great thing because we have McPherson, which is good. Uh, Burrow had a 50-yard deep ball to Jamar Chase, which he dropped a perfect pass for him, from him. There was also a de- pass defended by Chidovia Woozy, which was, was great to see for Chido as he adapted it to Jamar's play and uh, read the ball perfectly as he passed, defended it really well. Let's see. The O line for yesterday was uh, uh, Riley Reef at right tackle, Xavier Suolo follow at right guard, Trey Hawkins at center, Quinn Spain at left guard, and Jonah Williams at left tackle. Mixon, Joe Mixon has shown uh, some bursts. Awuzi uh, also had two, two, two pass breakups on, in 11 on 11, counting out um, one against Chase. Those are the big ones that we know from yesterday. What else? Diggin says he wants to be a pro bowler, get a thousand receiving yards, and make the playoffs. It's one of his big goals today, <laughs> this year. Um, Bates is better than Mick to Fitzpatrick with a 91 overall. This is per Madden. This is not, but this is also per real life. That's cat, but move on. He, he is. No. Yes. He is. No. Yes. Uh, no. Tyler yes. Boyd yesterday had a really good diving catch over the middle on a crossing route, and then 11 and 11 on 11 scrimmage yesterday. Uh, Joe Burrow has been doing very well, like by zipping, having a good zip rolling uh, when he rolled left to the right pylon from 30 yards out. Um. All right, let's see. Ty and okay for today. Tyler Boyd thinks that today, this year, is the, when the whole nation is going to talk about the offense this year. Uh, 
He also thinks that this year we're going to have the best uh, offense in the AFC North, passing offense specifically, to be specific. Um, <laughs> Boyd says that he would like to have a few series in the preseason with the first-team offense, including Joe Burrow. Uh, Frank Pollock said that Jonah Williams uh, was undersized for an NFL tackle, so he told Williams to put on weight, and Williams says... As a result, put it on 10 pounds this offseason off and is up to 315. Pollock said, uh, was, said he had a ton of respect for Jim Turner but and was offended by the question for it. Brian Callahan, our offensive coordinator, said that Xavier Tuofalo and Quentin Spain are repping an offensive guard with the ones on Jackson Carmen. He says, you got to earn the right to take one of these jobs. No jobs, excuse me. Um, Brian Callen said, said on Joe Mixon, as good as he looked, Joe is uh, as good as a running back a running back as there is in, in football. Looking forward to see him let it rip, he says. Frank Pollock and run game coordinator said uh, that he was very appreciative today of uh, Joe Mixon by giving him game ball for all to help you in his game in 2018 when Paul was with the Jets at the time he's been very nice to me and that was pretty cool pretty unique he said CJ Zama today was given a day off a bunch of days in a row so we could expect that coming off an Achilles injury Trevion running back Trevion Williams our third string running back to be exact made a really nice contested catch and on a seven on seven match, seven on seven today. Trent Taylor had a really nice dive and one handed catch in red zone drills. So, and people love that. Joe Mixon has been very vocal, supportive while watching the backups in seven on seven. So, that's very nice to see. And uh, let's talk about the offense. The offense was not the greatest today, unfortunately. The defense, if you look at it, was very good. A ton of there were a ton of incompletions, which is not good. Little run game and there breakups and drops. Nothing really went special today, other than the catches by Trent Taylor and Trenton Irwin. And How's my boy Mike Hilton doing? Not sure yet. We haven't figured that out. Oh, they haven't talked to, told us about it at all. Oh, I really like um, that guy. It sucks that he left. Yeah. Because Bush is next. Anyway. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Austin Seibert and uh, Evan McPherson are 4 4 today with their longest, uh, both hitting a 53 yard field goal. So it's heating up, but because of Seibert's ye- day yesterday, I don't think he's taking over McPherson's job. But McPherson's probably getting a job. That's my assume- assumption, anyway. So that's all we have at all the right. moment. All right, that, um, all interesting um, notes. I hope that TJ Watt comes back soon. Hopefully, it's not the whole contract issue. I pray to God it's not. Hopefully, it is. Get it? No, it's not. Uh, yeah, hopefully he it is. It, he <laughs> even said himself that uh, what's it called? You know, he likes the team environment and everything. So I don't think that's the case. Minor injuries, my guess, probably could be the whole thing. But like I said, you know, with the coming days, we're just gonna have to. Wait and see what happens. All right, so that's all the training camp notes we had for y'all today from the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. Um, we hope you guys and we hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing these notes. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, our page AFC North Today. Uh, leave us a rating as well on uh, Spotify and YouTube. Make sure to follow me, Steelers All Day. Follow Browns Tailgate, Charm City right. Headline, and uh, Bengals Die Headline. Y'all got anything else to add? Nope. Um, really see you in the next episode. Yep. See you guys in the next episode. Take care.